Hello, this is a podcast version of Harry Hardy's show on Lionheart Radio. Listen to the full show every week, Thursdays at 6pm on lionheartradio.com. Enjoy the podcast. I'm worse than a million Katie Hopkins multiplied by a billion Tommy Robinsons. Don't dirty these airwaves again. I have been to Manchester. It's nowhere near Colchester. Thank you for wasting my time and making me feel like an idiot on the radio. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on with this. And here we are once again, fire in the disco, fire in the disco, fire in the Taco Bell, fire in the disco, fire in the disco, fire in the gates of hell. Not my words, but the words of Dick Valentine from Electric Six. And what was he thinking when he said those words? I don't know. I haven't got the answers. Welcome. My name is Harry Hardy. This is Lionheart Radio. Very nice to have you here on this Thursday evening. I always do a Thursday evening show on this station. Yes, I do. Six till seven. That's my slot. If you don't like it, sorry. That's just how things are. I can't change it. Can I? Well, I probably can, actually. I can very easily change it. But that's just the way things are for the time being. If you don't like it, buddy, tough luck. (laughs) It's my show and you can't change that. What have I got for you apart from hostility this evening? Well, I've got some fun and games, some good music and things. Uh, What bits have I got on? Oh, just the usual bits that I always forget about whenever I'm doing an intro at the start of a show. We have a very important person answering a very important question in a few minutes. A celebrity from the world of films, TV, music, politics, books and things. They always come on this show. They flock to me, the celebrities, and I ask them the same question every week. What's the question? Hey, you'll find out very soon. Stay tuned. What else have I got? We've got Lawrence Cretton. He's Lionheart Radio's resident video game reviewer man. He's been playing video games all week like a big, sweaty, nerdy idiot. And what's he been playing? Well, we'll find out very, very soon on the show. I am going to be telling you a brand new, easy-to-do, practical joke that you can carry off from the safety, the comfort of your own home. Yeah, a very good one indeed. You're going to love this week's uh, prank. Very, very naughty. And of course, like we do every week, we have a round of the world's worst radio quiz. That's right. Every radio station wants this world's worst radio quiz. It's my baby. It's my format. If they want it, they can give me a million pounds for it. I'm not selling it for anything less than a million pounds. So... Listen up, BBC. Listen up, uh, Metro Radio. You're not getting it unless you give this boy one million smackers, okay? For the time being, the world's worst radio quiz lives on Lionheart Radio, Thursday evenings with me, Harry Hardy. One of my favourite bands from recent years, a little band called Slime City from Glasgow. You should check them out on Spotify if you can. Slime City, lovely song called Dial Up Internet is the purest internet. Hello, Harry here, Lionheart Radio. It's time now on the show for our weekly guest spot. Yes, it's the VIP asking the VIQ, the very important person answering the very important question. Every week on the show, I ask a new celebrity if there is a coronavirus vaccine in existence yet. And we've had so many big names from show business over the past couple of months. Uh, I can't be bothered to list uh, all of them for you. Um, So, sorry. Um, But tonight, tonight we've got a brand new one. We've got rock star 
Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, without further ado, let's just get this 20-second drum roll out of the way and ask Ozzy Osbourne right now on Lionheart if there is a coronavirus vaccine yet. First, Ozzy Osbourne from Black Sabbath and that. He doesn't know if there's a COVID vaccine yet. And why would he? I doubt he's been paying attention to the news. Have you seen the state he's in? Goodness me, it's a miracle he's alive, that man. Join me next week uh, at the same time when we will have a brand new celebrity answering the very important question. Green Day, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Harry Hardy, Lionheart Radio, hello, pleased to meet you, how are you doing? During that song, uh, while that was playing, I've hurt the underneath of my tongue, and it hurts to talk, blinking heck, wow. <laughs> Don't know how I've done it, but I feel like I've torn my tongue underneath uh, underneath, well, the underneath part of my tongue, and uh, there was a little bit of blood coming out, and... Uh, Oh, dearie me. You don't need to know this. Uh, yeah, it's uh, continuing on with the show. Let's just do the show. It's uh, it's a show right now, and you're listening to the show. I should put on a show for you. Um, what's next on the show? Oh, it's Lawrence Cretton, Lionheart Radio's resident video game reviewer. Regular listeners know Lawrence. He's a very, very nasty man, spiteful, mean, abrasive, opinionated, absolute so-and-so of a man. And he plays video games. He's worked for all the top magazines. You name them. Um, chat. Uh, he's worked for Woman's Own. He didn't last very long at Woman's Own. Um, he's worked at all the PC gaming ones and Nintendo and Sony and stuff, those magazines, the PlayStation magazine, because uh, primarily he's a video game reviewer. But he's had a few spells at some weird magazines as well. I think he was at Puzzler. That, that didn't last long. He was at um, uh, Smash Hits. I don't know what he did um, at Smash Hits. Um, what else was he? What other magazines has Lawrence Cretton worked on? He has been on TV Times. Oh, he's wor- name and magazine. He's worked for them. Uh, so this is Lawrence Cretton's weekly video game review roundup. <laughs> gathering of farmhands. It's me, Lawrence Cretin. You may have heard of me. I am the biggest bumhole in the world and I'm here this evening to prove it. I'm also here to tell you what video games you should be playing this week because that's my job, a video game reviewer man person thing. It's what I do and I'm here to do it right now. So shut your stupid traps and listen to my flipping voice right now. First game I'm reviewing this week is Big Break the Game, out now on the PlayStation or whatever. Over the past few weeks, this country has gone snooper loopy nuts are we. What with the World Snooker Championship being on the telly all the time. So the geniuses at the BBC Games Department have turned the classic game show into a brand new video game. That game is Big Break the Game, hosted by disgraced blue comedian Jim Davidson, who used to be on the TV presenting Big Break before things changed. 
And just to clarify, this is big break we're talking about. Not the similarly formatted yet not well-remembered Pop the Question, formerly hosted by nasty, dirty, pervy Stuart Hall. No, this is Big Break, hosted by a tiny digital version of the multi-talented, multi-divorced Jim Davidson and a little version of John Virgo too. This game is very true to the original TV series. You have to enjoy Jim Davidson's weird and unfunny jokes that make you feel a bit sick inside. And you have to do something involving a snooker table too. Yada yada, pop the reds, screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. You get it, it's just snooker, boring rubbish snooker. And at the end, just like the old big break from back in the 90s, you can win a set of encyclopedias or a Nikam stereo TV or something. Rubbish. Big Break the Game gets two stars out of five from me because it's pants. Moving on now to Exam Result Fiasco, released today on the Xbox or the Nintendo GameCube or the Commodore 64. I can't remember. I have a lot on these days. Do you think you've got what it takes to mess up the academic prospects of millions of working class kids all in one fell swoop? Well, now's your chance to prove it. In this game, it's your job to create the most spectacularly brutal, most horrifically unfair algorithm to determine which kids get to go to university or not. You are given the details of all of the A-level students in the country, including the names of which schools they go to, their predicted grades, what postcode they live in, how much their parents earn, are they on free school dinners or not, and then, using all that data, you have to manufacture the most cruel, classist, discriminatory algorithm that you can possibly muster. The more working class kids you prevent from going to university, the bigger your score, and the more likely you are of being given a top position in the Tory government. I was going to give Exam Result Fiasco 4 stars out of 5, but instead I gave it a ranking based on how other games are rated this year. So for that reason, I'm only giving it 2 stars out of 5. Doesn't that sound fair? No? Well you're right, it doesn't. And last, but by no means the least, it's Fall Guys, it's a knockout edition, out now on computers. This is an update of the massively popular Battle Royale Smash Fall Guys, which has become a rating smash on Twitch over the past few weeks. This update basically allows you to play the game as normal, bumping into all the different characters, pushing each other over and falling into gungeon stuff, but it also allows you to dress up in huge inflatable outfits and take part in games from the hit series. It's a knockout. And no, I must stress, this game does not feature nasty, dirty, pervy Stuart Hall, but instead features lovely, funny, deady Keith Chegwin. It's not my fault that Stuart Hall is cropping up so many times this week. Blame the game developers instead, okay? One of the best features in this update is the Royal Knockout Mode, where you can relive that terrible, cringe-worthy episode involving members of the royal family, and you can unlock a special achievement if you manage to make Prince Andrew sweat in the game. I give Fall Guys It's a Knockout Edition 5 stars out of 5. I'm making it my pick of the week, and I think you should buy it right this second, right now. That's me for another week. I'm going to microwave a Rustler's burger and have a little cry by myself in my kitchen, wondering where on earth it all went wrong for me. Have a good week. Just kidding. Have a rubbish week. I thoroughly despise each and every one of you. Go away. Leave me alone. Go. Away. Bye. <laughs>
Shatner, the actor, William Shatner. Now he's he was a singer in that. Yeah, but he's still an actor. Lionheart Radio, Common People, Pulp, Harry. All those words are correct. They're just not in the right order. How are you doing? Hey, I've still got a sore tongue. Ouch! Ouch, my tongue really, really hurts. It couldn't have come at a worse time. I'm recording a radio show and uh, my tongue's in a, in pieces. Ouch! Hey, I'll press on, though. Don't worry about me. Don't give me any sympathy. Please keep your sympathy to yourself. I'll get through it. I'm a big boy. It's all fine. It's now time for... I always preface every feature on the show with it's now time for... I need to get a new... I need to, I need to practice this sort of radio presenting malarkey because this is this is amateur what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not very good at presenting. Um, it's now time um, online uh, for my uh, new feature. It premiered last week. Second part this week, uh, pranks that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Easy to do, practical jokes that you can do from the comfort of your own home. That's the correct title of the feature. I'll never remember it. Um, Basically, in this feature, easy to do practical jokes that you can do from the comfort of your own home, I teach you a brand new practical joke every week that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Uh, Last week, we did some sort of thing involving junk mail. That was the one. This week it's something else. So have a listen to me. Uh, I recorded this yesterday when I didn't have a sore tongue. Listen to it now. Number two, the nasty Bluetooth speaker prank. Do you have inconsiderate neighbours who love playing music out loud on their Bluetooth stereo? Have you ever been stuck in a traffic jam and had the urge to irritate the occupants of other cars around you? Well, this versatile little prank may be the one for you. By simply connecting your device to your victim's Bluetooth-enabled hi-fi or car stereo, you can cause all sorts of distress and confusion by hijacking their playlist and forcing them to hear some of your own tunes instead. For this practical joke, you will need a Bluetooth-enabled device, such as a smartphone or tablet computer, and a target with a Bluetooth-enabled loudspeaker or stereo system. Step 1. You will need to determine which Bluetooth speaker you need to infiltrate. In order to do this, open up the Bluetooth settings on your smartphone or tablet and search for nearby devices. It may take a little bit of trial and error before you find the correct one, but there are often some useful hints to look out for. For example, if you are in traffic and want to take control of someone's stereo who is in, say, a Volkswagen, then the Bluetooth device name that you will need to connect to will probably have the word Volkswagen in it. Step 2. Once you have connected your phone or tablet to a Bluetooth stereo, you will then need to blast some of your banging tunes into their home or car. Now this could be any song of your choosing, but if you need a little bit of help with this bit, don't worry, because I have some suggestions. On occasions where I have committed this prank myself, I have often opted for songs that contain disgraceful or shocking lyrics, mainly because I am a puerile idiot and will always remain 13 years old. Perhaps the best song to use during this prank is one by a man called DJ Valentino. I can't tell you the name of the song on the radio because it is too explicit, but I recommend you search for DJ Valentino on YouTube. You'll know which song I'm talking about when you see it. It's the first result. There are green lasers in the thumbnail photo. That's my song of choice right there. Play that song as loud as you can. That's the beauty of Bluetooth, you see. Not only can you pick the music, but you're in control of the volume levels too. Excellent. Step three, take a step back and observe the spectacle that you have created. If you're in a car, then the spectacle may be more of a visual one as you watch the occupants of the targeted vehicle scrabble around inside and try to turn the volume down. 
If you're targeting your neighbour's stereo, then the spectacle will be more of an audible one, as you hear them shout and scream as DJ Valentino belts out his amazing hit song. Now, you may need to repeat step one a couple of times in order to find the right Bluetooth device, and there may be some instances where you need to input a PIN number in order to connect your phone or tablet to the Bluetooth stereo. If that happens, abort mission and look for a new target. There's no way around that unless you're an amazing supercomputer hacker or something. Just keep persevering, and more likely than not, there'll be a good result at the end. And that's that prank. Happy pranking, prank fans. Bye. Once more, the game that everyone is talking about but no one wants to play. It's the world's worst radio quiz. Forget the cash register on Metro, forget Popmaster on Radio 2. They're all rubbish. This is what it's about. Ten questions, no tension, no prize and no fun at all. Not for me, not for the contestant and certainly not for the listener. That's what makes this the world's worst radio quiz exclusive to Thursdays here on Lionheart. We have a contestant waiting patiently on the other end of the line. Contestant, please introduce yourself right now. Uh, hi, I'm Paige, and uh, bold of you to assume that I was waiting patiently. Are you quite impatient this evening, Paige? I'm very impatient all <laughs> of the time. Well, that's good. Actually, that might be a good tactic, actually, to uh, maybe uh, have a fair shot at this quiz. Uh, a lot of people who have competed in the past have been very patient with uh, my uh, my uh, quiz, even though it is a bit of a test of patience. But do, you've come into this bold, impatient. Do you think that might have some sort of positive result for you this evening? That was exactly the game plan, yeah. Was it? Was it now? It's actually interesting you mentioned game plans because um, about 24 hours ago, Paige, you sent me a message on Facebook saying that you were ready to record. And this was 24 hours ago. This was yesterday. We're scheduled to record this today. Um, so you tried to get me to do the quiz for you 24 hours in advance before I'd even written the quiz and you asked me if that was the way to beat the quiz. Um, do, how, do, how do you think that is as a, a tactic? Do you think how, do, how did you see that going? I, To be fair, with the history of how I've seen this quiz gone, I don't see anything that I do going very well. Oh, well, well you have a bit of, you know, sort of confidence. You've got the impatience. <laughs> now be a bit more self-confident. You've got to, you know, big yourself up. <laughs> Well, um, it didn't go well, so I don't have much evidence to base that on, but I'm going to give it my best shot. Well, that's all you can do, really, Paige, in a quiz like this. Um, should we just get stuck into it, then? Yep, ready to go. Wonderful. Well, hey, hold your horses. I've got to read this for you first. You heard it last time. You've got to hear it again. There is no prize at all for taking part in the World's Worst Radio Quiz. No one who takes part can actually win. Everyone who takes part in the quiz is a personal friend of mine who was chosen by me. Therefore, listeners cannot apply to take part in the World's Worst Radio Quiz. This is all a fabricated construct and this entire feature. If not, this entire program is a joke. Do you understand? Yes, I understand thoroughly. <laughs> Good. Brilliant. Here comes your 10 questions. Woo! Is that your reaction to that dramatic music page? This dramatic music that's underneath us right now. You, you just whooped in the face of it. Yep, that's the attitude that I'm having today. Good. Best of luck to you then. It's a good attitude to have. Um, you've cheered me up. I've got a positive attitude because of you. Thank you. That's a win already for me. Nope, not for me. It's not. Question one. <laughs> Page question one. Do you have any allergies? 
No. Are you sure? I am pretty sure that I have not encountered any allergies thus far. Well, that's not the question I asked. I didn't ask if you have any allergies that you're, you know, you might have allergies that you're not aware of, Paige. I didn't ask you if you'd encountered anything that's made you allergic. I think you're twisting the question already. I'm on to you, Kia. <laughs> Darn it. Zero points for that one. Sunflower oil, by the way. Question two. Sunflower oil is a type of oil that you can find in most supermarkets. But what would happen mm -hmm. to you, Paige, if you drank a full bottle of it in under a minute? Um, I think that I would probably turn into some form of superhero that can fry things just by looking at them. That's a nice thought. It's not, yeah. It's not right, though. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you'd end up setting a brand new, never before achieved Guinness World Record, and you'd end up in next year's book. Woohoo! Um, would I be alive to see it? That's the real question. Well, it depends on if you've got any underlying health conditions or, you know, you might actually be allergic to sunflower oil that you just don't yeah. know. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That's the tragedy right there. Oh, well. Question three, Paige. You're on zero points, by the way, but this can all change. Question three. Which of these two objects is bigger, Eamon Holmes's ego or Eamon Holmes's bum? Oh, this is a tough one. Mm. Um, I am going to go with his bum. His bum is bigger than his ego. Yes, yeah, I'm going to go um, for that, seeing as the ego is merely a concept. Oh, but you know what? His ego is just unsurpassable, really. It's, it, the actual answer, Paige, is that they're both of equal size. <sighs> of course. It's, it's, it's mad, mad. <laughs> mad ego, mad bum. <laughs> Question four. Whose face is on the new £20 note? This is actually a tangible question that I could probably answer, but I haven't seen a £20 note in a long time. Um, mm. So I'm going to go with Russell Brand because it probably should be. Russell Brand, you think, is on the new £20 note? Yep, let's do it. Let's oh, lock it in. Paige, it's the easiest question of the lot. It's the Queen! Her face is on the £20 note. <laughs> <laughs> of course, yeah. You silly Billy. Oh, what were you thinking, Russell Brand? Oh, dear, really. Close enough. He is he is essentially the queen, isn't he? He has two birthdays. He owns all of the swans. Yeah, yeah it's an easy mistake. If You know, if you saw the uh, Russell Brand in uh, pitch blackness, pitch darkness, you'd uh, mistake him for the queen easily. Definitely. Well, they're both reptilian, possibly. <laughs> That's true as well. <laughs> <Very> true. <laughs> Question five. This is a two-parter question, by the way. So there's one question and there's another one. It's all part of the same question, but it's essentially two in one. Uh-huh. And you can get a maximum zero points for it. Question okay. five. Do you own a chopping board? Yes, two Good. of them. Oh, two of them? Good for you. When was the last time you used one? I have yet to use it, but it's there ready. It's there ready for chopping, do you think? Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, but you don't get a point for that, like I said, but it's just nice to know. Just I like to hear what people have got in their kitchens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it is my dream to one day use it, uh, but uh, we're still awaiting that day. Oh, well, let me tell you, if you are going to use it, why not use it uh, to chop an onion? It's an idea. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'll keep that in mind, um, but... Uh, 
I feel like I cry enough on my own. Oh. Um. <laughs> well, if, that, if you want to chop a vegetable on a chopping board without the fear of uh, crying, why not, you know, try a carrot? Yeah, that sounds definitely more my kind of thing. And then I could see in the dark, just like Russell Brand and the Queen. Perfect. Perfect. That's excellent. <laughs> Question six page. Apple, Hewlett-Packard and Dell are all companies that make computers. With this in mind, have you ever been to Peterborough before? Um, no, I've never been to Peterborough. I'm not even too sure where Peterborough is. Mm. I could tell you where it is if you want. Yeah, where is it? It's in Cambridgeshire. And where's Cambridgeshire? It's like the sort of, uh, it's north of London, sort of the east of England, I suppose you'd describe it as. It's not quite East Anglia, I don't think, but it's... Uh, <laughs> well, I've gained something from this quiz, at least. Well, good. You learn something new every day, and today you learn something about Peterborough. Just what I needed, yeah. Question seven page. Zero points, by the way. Question mm -hmm. seven. What do you think the late, great Sir Bruce Forsyth is doing right now? Um, he's probably back at being one with the universe. Um, that's that's my personal belief, and I won't accept any judgments on that. Is that what he... Uh, was he, like, sort of... Uh, are you saying that he's the Illuminati, or... Um, or are you saying that he's, like, uh, he's like uh, a god? He's the all-seeing well, eye of the universe? If it's one with everything, then all of those things are the same thing. I can tell you what he's actually doing right now, if you want. Yeah, sure. Go on. All right. Well, he's dressed in full skiing attire with professional skiing equipment, hurtling down the sand dunes at Jirage Bay without a care in the world. <laughs> I mean, so what, what example does that set for any young listeners listening this evening on Lionheart Radio? I think it's sickening that Sibrius Forsyth's doing that right now. Yeah, I, I mean, especially in this current climate, I think it's pretty um, it's pretty inappropriate to be experiencing any joy. Definitely, yeah. Come on, <laughs> Sir Bruce Forsyth, on your BBC wage. What are you doing? You make me sick. <laughs> Question eight, Paige. Do you know anyone from Amble, Northumberland? Um, yes, several people from uh, pretty much all of my early life. Okay, cool. Question nine. How many things do you currently have in your freezer? Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> Is it a good one? I like how you're yeah. not even going to, you know, probe me further on question eight, how I just moved on without even telling you what you got. <laughs> well, I thought you would probably want to keep it as a surprise, which is very nice of you, and yeah, I accept it's... that. Um, in terms of, like, what's in my fridge, do you mean stuff that is ah, mine? Ah, or ah, in ah, its ah, ah, Oh, ah, okay. Ah, 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 ah. I did not say fridge, did I? Oh, freezer. Yeah, freezer. freezer. Yes, yeah. Okay, in terms of what's in the freezer, do you mean just my stuff or the entire household? Are you asking me to repeat the question for you? Yes. Okay, question nine is, how many things do you currently have in your freezer? Interpret it however you want, Paige. You're going to get zero points for it anyway. I have two things in my freezer at the moment. Are you going to elaborate as to what they are? So, it is some vegetable dumplings from Itsu and um, some scones. Some scones, oh. Yes. I see the south of England's changed you. Yeah. <laughs> scones <laughs> and Itsu dumplings, oh. Well, we're on Lionheart Radio, for Christ's sake. In Anik, oh. I hope the Duke and Duchess are listening this evening. 
Hello, the Percy family. Yeah. Yeah, so how many points did I get? A big fat nose. <laughs> oh, okay. Question 10, final question page. Who mm -hmm. would win in a fight between these two people? Macaulay Culkin when he was a child, or Macaulay Culkin now that he's an adult? <sighs> and bear in mind, you know, bear, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not going to influence your decision, but go on. Please spell this out. Go on, show me your working, please. Okay, so um, we're talking like a physical fight or a battle of wits? A physical fight? Um, or maybe a battle of wits a la, um, you know, uh, Home Alone, setting booby okay. traps everywhere. It's open to interpretation, Paige. You, you <laughs> impress me with your answer. Go on. Well, um, I, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with him as a child right. um, before years growing up in the Hollywood industry uh, battered him down and uh, he lost his zest for um, massive, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, whatever it was he was doing in Home Alone where he was doing loads of stuff. Let's go with that. Mischief. Mischiefery. Yes. Like, yes, that's actually a better word than what I was thinking, so we'll go with that one. Brilliant. It's incorrect, though. Obviously, oh. Macaulay Culkin as an adult would flatten Macaulay Culkin as a kid, wouldn't he? An adult fighting your kid? Come on, it's a no-brainer. I, I can't see any flaw in what you're saying at all, so like, I have to completely agree. That's a really, really good point. <laughs> so Paige, unfortunately you've got zero points overall well that's um better than i did last time it's exactly the same as you did last time oh see i've lost another question no but hey do you know what you could win something tonight if you choose to gamble Paige. would you be interested in potentially gambling your nout for summit yes definitely i like those odds do you want to hear what your summit could be? Yes, go on. Well, you could be dining out tonight, Paige, on a fresh brand new bottle of HP sauce, courtesy of the H.J. Hines Company. Now, does that sound like an appealing prize to you? It definitely does, because I've only got two things in the freezer. So, yeah, that would, that would be absolutely awesome. Brilliant. Just imagine how delicious this HP sauce would go with your itsu dumplings and your scones. It'd be amazing. What a meal. It's it's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> it's a meal fit for the Duke and Duchess of Northumberland, in my opinion. I don't know about you. I can't see any flaw in what you're saying. Completely true. Oh, I'm so glad you're totally on board with everything I'm saying this evening. It's brilliant to have a contestant like you who just goes along with everything and just says, yes, that's right. I love oh, it. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, here's your gamble question page. Now, listen yeah. carefully. Listen carefully, please. What do the letters in the acronym ITV stand for? International television. International television. Is that, is that your answer? <laughs> International um, television? Yeah, television yeah, for the it. entire world? Wow. You're locking that in, are you? Yeah, let's do it. Hmm. You sound like you want to get off this call and uh, carry on with the rest of your evening. <laughs> no, no, I kind of want to actually find out after this call what ITV does stand for. Well, I can tell you it's not international, it's actually independent. But in this oh. case, it actually stands for 
iguanas, terrapins and vultures because ITV is actually the name of an exotic pet shop in Garstang, Lancashire, 10 miles north of the city of Preston, 10 miles south of the city of Lancaster. Paige, you got zero points, you got no HP source, you're going home empty-handed, kid. Well, um... Yeah, this is pretty much exactly what I expected, and yet I am somehow still disappointed. Oh, but hey, at least you're on the radio, eh? Yay! Yay, radio! <laughs> say some words on the radio, go on, say something. Um, inter-disestablishmentarianism. Wow, what a word, what a word. <laughs> Yep, uh, my name's Paige. I'm happy to be on the radio. Thank you, guys. I love you. Bye-bye, Paige. Bye. Tune in to Harry's show every Thursday at 6pm on lionheartradio.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.